Welcome to The Prep School, a Franklin Medical Reserve Corps podcast where you'll learn how to be prepared through entertaining education. Produced in the media studios at Greenfield Community College in lovely rural western Massachusetts, near Vermont and not far from upstate New York. Not the Berkshires, but real close. And here's your host, Denise Schwartz. Hi, thanks for coming to prep school today. Yeah, you know, so you have a job in which you care for others all day. You're the one who works with others to ease their pain, their fears, their anxieties. You might be a medical professional who experiences the pain of others on a daily basis, or a frontline worker, or a first responder whose work environment demands caring for others constantly. Or, you know, you might be caring for a loved one at home while you keep the rest of your family on time, on target, healthy and happy. And although you love caring for others, you know, you're feeling more anxious, more sad, more burnt out than you really want to be. And you hear about self-care and you think, oh, man, I just don't have time for that. But really, you do. Your physical, emotional, and spiritual health depends on it. You know, there are so many ways to build self-care into your life. You hear about this all the time. You know some of this. You can take a moment to stop and breathe deeply. You can meditate. You can take a walk around the block, get a massage, or a cup of coffee with a friend. Yes, and just do that for a few minutes because there is so much more to do. Well, today, Emily Fox and I are here to make a suggestion. How about turning on music and moving to the beat while you cook dinner, fold laundry, brush your teeth, or walk to your car after work? In other words, how about dancing? Emily Fox is a dance instructor and a dancer. Ten years ago, I walked into a dance class, and Emily taught me how to cha-cha. She taught me how to salsa and how to swing. And even though my job at the time was the worst I had ever had in my life, even though several deaths had occurred in my family, and my daily schedule was based on the erroneous belief that everything had a better be crossed off my to-do list before day's end, or I had failed, even all of that, even though all of that was in my day, taking that first adult dance class revived the feeling of being free and open to life that I'd had as a child who had danced instead of walked. When I walked out of that first dance class with Emily, I drove home knowing I wanted more of that feeling, so I kept dancing. I still do. And I hope that you might put a little two-step or waltz or cha-cha into your life, too. So here is Emily to tell us just a little more about how easy it can be to care for ourselves by dancing. Hello, Emily. Hi, Denise. So, you know, there's so much evidence that dance can offer a needed escape from the pressures of the world. Can you tell us a little more about that? I sure can. Um, you know, I've taken many dance classes in my life as well as taught, and I can think of many times when I've been under a lot of pressure, really high stress, and in my entire week, the only time that I am not uh, feeling uncomfortably stressed is when I've been in my dance class. The entire world falls away, all the pressures, all the concerns, because in order to participate well in a dance class, I'm paying very close attention. And so it's a tremendous respite, just a tremendous uh, relief from 
the challenges of daily living. The things that you think about all the other times. So you get in there and you have to think about teaching, but you also have to think about moving. Yes. And there's so much data that says what kind of good stuff happens when we move, especially move to a beat. Oh, exactly. Yes. You know, there are good things for our body and our mind. Uh, there's one study that says that dancing along to music, even for five minutes, can boost happiness and improve creative thinking patterns. And who doesn't need to use creative thinking just in navigating daily life? Absolutely. Yeah. And then they also talk about um, endorphins, you know, the happy right. chemicals in our right. brains. Right. The dancing releases more endorphins than typical aerobic movement. So you could be on a treadmill and do something good for your body, but you yeah, could do that's something boring. <laughs> yeah, but you could do something even better by doing dancing. It reduces cortisol levels, and cortisol is a stress hormone. So this is another reason that dancing can increase your feelings of happiness and relaxation. And even if you just do it for five minutes. Oh, yeah. I oh, mean, yeah. We, you and I like to talk about dance classes, and those are wonderful, but there's also this thing where you can just be in your home and take a minute, turn on some good music, and dance. Oh, totally. I hate housework. I just loathe <laughs> it. And I can be very resistant, but when I put on a good mix of music, suddenly I can be dancing while I'm changing the bed sheets, while I'm vacuuming, while I'm cooking. And anytime I remember to do this, I think, why don't I do this all the time? <laughs> it's just so much more fun. Well, how can we do that like in the workplace? I mean, we can't really stand up and dance. What can we do? Well, um, I personally believe that bathroom stalls can serve a number of purposes. And <laughs> you could go into a bathroom stall with a headset on and just bebop around for a couple of minutes. Who needs to know? <laughs> I like that idea. It makes me think about how uh, a lot of studies say that humans have been dancing since humans became human, you know, and it makes me picture all of our way, way, way back there ancestors and maybe in caves who... Um, just heard, saw, heard a buffalo go by or something, and they heard the footsteps, and yes. they tried to imitate that, and they realized when they did, they felt a little better. They felt powerful. And whoa, if one person did it with another person, they the felt power. even stronger. Yes. You know, um, I can't remember the name of the book right now, but there's a psychologist who recently wrote a book with Oprah Winfrey, and it's about... Um, trauma and recovering from trauma. And one of the things he talks about is rhythm and how in many cultures there is rhythmic movement. And that is one way that we can heal trauma in our system. It's very powerful. I wonder how that works. I don't know, but I have a feeling they're doing a lot of research on it yeah. right now. Music, music and movement. Yeah. We know that um, when we go out on the dance floor and try to learn something new, it does something that we don't allow ourselves in this culture to do very often. I found, and I'm going to have a personal anecdote. So I went to a class last night, and it just happened to be cha-cha. Uh -huh. <laughs> and I can cha-cha. I can do it. I can do it pretty well. And we learned a new move, and I could not get that new move. And it was just this thing called knee bop or something. And I just, knee bump, I think. And I'm like, oh, I don't really like that, so I don't get it. And we tried and tried. And, you know, you talked about rotating dance partners. And with every partner, I'm like, hey, guys, you know, I just can't get this. And they would try to help me. And then finally I got it. And everybody hooray. Yes. But before that happened, 
I was laughing at myself. Mm-hmm. I just can't get this. I don't know what's wrong now. I know there are a lot of studies that say how important it is that we don't take ourselves so seriously. Right. And that's one of the things that I think is so healing and wonderful about dance. Mm. Because we have to go out there and move our bodies sometimes and we feel uncomfortable and we think we look awkward. But if we learn to laugh at how we might look and feel and find out that everybody feels that way when they first start to dance, and it's okay to laugh at yourself, you can feel better about yourself. Right. I want to say a couple things that what you mentioned just brought up for me. One is that when we're young, when we're children, we are constantly making mistakes. How do I stand up from the ground? Not sure, fall down. We do that thousands of times. That's the norm. But as we get older, we tend to herd ourselves into the category of activities where we feel more competent. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like we get calcified into what we do well. And taking the risk of doing something where you're not sure what you're doing and trying and not being successful many times in a row and then getting it, uh, A, it's an act of bravery. And B, I would bet you that having mastered that step last night after all those rounds of not getting it, you felt good about yourself. (laughs) You felt proud of yourself. And we don't often get to have that experience. It's really valuable. And that's a really important part of self-care. Yes. To allow yourself to be good about some of the things that you do. Work can be a hard thing. Daily life can be a hard thing. But we take a minute and say... I had this one little success. This is good. Yeah, it can be real mood elevator for quite some time. And then the next time you get out on the floor and you're dancing and a leader gives you the opportunity to do that move, you are going to have, again, that rush of, I know how to do this now. Yeah, and those endorphins are going to start going through exactly. your body. You're feeling happy. I had a success. And on, and not just that. For people who need to think about caring for themselves after a hard day or because they have jobs in which they're really just working for others all the time, caring for others all the time, isn't it important to have that moment when you can say, I'm doing something that not only makes my body feel good because chemicals that are good for me are flowing through it, but this real important thing, it's fun. Yes. We need fun, you know. Adults sometimes just don't allow that to happen. Why do we, why? Well, I think it's cultural expectations and cultural norms. I think in our culture, there, is a, there are two really not so great for us values. Um, one is that anything that's important to do has to be serious. Oh. And so we bring a kind of seriousness to what we do and that, that spreads to everything. When, in fact, having a little bit more of a lighthearted attitude can make even the most serious work be more pleasurable to do and makes us more pleasurable to be around. To be around. And then the other thing is that in our culture, for the most part, entertainment is defined as passive passive right. activity. Watch so the football game. Watch, exactly. We are passive receptors of most entertainment. And to be an active participant really is a game changer. Moving. Yeah. Moving and creating. Ah. You know, when, so one of the things we haven't talked about here is that in partner dance, there are two jobs, the job of the leader and the job of the follower. And each has its own challenges. For the leader, one of the things is to remember the steps you've learned and then combine them in different ways. So the leader Mm. is constantly creating out on the floor. And 
I just think that's wonderful. And it's in a safe environment. So yeah. if the creation doesn't really work, it doesn't really matter. Exactly. As I like to tell my students repeatedly, the beauty about learning dance is that it's not brain surgery. <laughs> so if you make a mistake, there are really very few repercussions. <laughs> that's a good, you know, you brought up something last night in that cha-cha class. At the end of the class, I was asking some of the folks who were there this really simple question, because it always interests me. Why do you like to move to music? Why do you like to dance? And, you know, I heard all kinds of things. Like the, the men were saying, oh, because my wife wanted me to. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, one person said, um, that was, he was a part of a couple, and he said, I liked learning how to fit the puzzle pieces together. Exactly. Like, she has to do this, and then I have to do this. I thought that was a great answer. Yes. The puzzle pieces. Yeah, I feel that way about about the lead-follow aspect yeah. of dance as well. Well, we're talking about partner dance here, but I'm wanting to go back just for a little bit, and I know we're yes. starting to run out of time, but uh, for people who are not going to be doing partner dance, even though we wish everybody would, <laughs> um, what can we do on our own time when things are kind of not so good? How can we look at what we're calling, you know, self-care, cha-cha. Mm -hmm. How can we look at self-care in terms of dance in those moments when we are by ourselves? So I would hazard a guess that almost everybody has a piece of music they like or a genre of music that they like. And if you're in a place where you feel safe, where you don't feel like somebody's staring at you, Again, there are bathroom, <laughs> bathroom. stalls, <laughs> closets, or, you know, if you live alone, you have your own space. Put on a piece of music and just listen to it and notice, is there a part of my body that wants to respond in motion? For some people, it's tapping a toe. That's right. where rhythm comes through for them. Other people, they might feel like, oh, this slow, beautiful music makes me want to stretch and notice how I feel in stretching. You know, there are many types of movement that don't have to fit into what your preconceived idea might be. Of dance, your preconceived of dance, idea of exactly. dance, right. Yeah. And um, I just want to say that part of the reason it's so important to do things like this is that we often feel pressured to give and give and give and give, but the reality is you cannot fill somebody else's cup if your cup is empty. Excellent. And I have noticed this when I'm teaching a lot and I'm not doing self-care. I maybe once or twice have spoken to somebody a little sharply. Oh, could and that have been me? No, no, no. Oh, but mm. when I hear a certain tone come out when I'm teaching, I think, uh-oh, I need to take care of myself. I'm hearing myself not be as relaxed and kind as I might be. Wow. Oh, yeah. You're so self-aware. That's wonderful. I am, because I feel terribly guilty if I do something like that. And so what do you do? So I might do something for myself. Yeah. For me to make sure I am taking dance classes, which sometimes I don't do. Uh, for me, getting body work like massage mm -hmm. is super nourishing. If I can mm -hmm. find somewhere with a good bathtub, a hot bath is deeply relaxing. And making sure I sleep enough and eat well enough. Those are two crucial pieces for me. It sounds like you have a really good self-care routine. And that's what I'm thinking. We all have these little rituals that we do. We're not saying that one thing is better than the other. 
But I'm sort of suggesting that maybe we create a little ritual that includes dance. And I know we're running out of time now. I just wanted to say one thing about that. If we create a little ritual that includes dance, maybe it could be something like, you know, I remember when I was little, my mom used to do this thing. My mom and dad went social dancing every Saturday night. And I didn't know what it was at first, but as I got older, I understood what she was doing. I would be there and I would hear her and I would see her go left, right, cha-cha-cha, right, left, cha-cha-cha. You know this rhythm, right? Of course. And that was what she would do just to reset her day when maybe something had gone wrong. I love this. I'm going to try that. <laughs> I really am. Try it. I, I do try to do it every once in a while. And so I'm thinking, Emily, wouldn't it be really fun for all of us, you and I and anybody who's listening, to kind of build that ritual into our day? Maybe not just when we wake up, maybe during the day. Right. Pick a song you like or maybe have a playlist that's on shuffle so you don't know which song is going to come up. Oh, that's fun. And be surprised by it. And just give yourself one song to bebop around. That's what we could do to reset ourselves throughout the day. Yes. And build that into our self-care routine. I I love love that that idea. I knew you were going to say what I was going (laughs) to say. (laughs) Well, so let's do it, Emily. Okay. Let's do our own self-care cha-cha. I promise you I'm going to start doing this. Thank you so much for being here. My pleasure. So I'll see you on the dance floor. And I'll see you there too. (laughs) Okay. Bye.